Hey, there he is, in the car today. Always in the car. <laughs> Dude, like. that's your that's your life. You're on the move. You're on the go. I'm on the move. I'm on the move. You're not at the store. I'm not. I'm at home. I'm in uh, COVID isolation still. Oh, um, yeah. Everyone okay? So, yeah, everybody's good. We're all just a little congested. Um, but other than that, we've been all right. No fevers. Um, I've just been taking it easy. So, And I'm on yeah. daddy duty for 14 days. So that's, Dude, that's fun. A, that's a lot of quality time right there. It's good. It's there are. I was just mentioning to everybody. There are the two children are right on the opposite side of the phone here. Over there. Over there. So <laughs> if you know, Maggie topples over, I might jump up <laughs> and go help her out. Um, All right. But cool. So I was just saying to folks, we have a very heavy topic today. So Getting it's heavy. A heavy one. Yeah, we talked a little bit about. You know, last week I think or two weeks ago was questions, <sighs> right? And. Um, one of them, like Brian has a comment. He says, you look like a silver fox, which is very, very true. Hey, people like pay. People pay for this kind of coloring. And I do it all naturally. That's it, man. <laughs> anyway, so we, I think we touched upon maybe the conversations you have when someone gets hurt and they can't run for like right. a short period of time. But then we started chatting a little bit about how you can have that conversation and that can extend their whole running career, right? So, like, it could just be Kaputsky for them. Right. And right. that's got to be super tough. And I have had, you know, short term here with this COVID thing going on, I've tried to limit the amount of activity because you hear things about, like, lungs and things, and I was a little stuffy, and I didn't want to push it. So I had, like, a week or two without running, and it just feels – I feel weird, you know? Right. And that's only for like a week. And so like having that diagnosis for me would be pretty, pretty devastating. And I know like a lot of people at the store who just couldn't do it. Like, you know, uh, our boy. When you say it, you're talking about like if they couldn't run anymore? If they couldn't run. Yeah. Right, if right. it was yeah. like done. Um, like Patrick couldn't handle not running for like a month, you know? Right. And, and so it's it's just it's really hard for us to kind of wrap our head around it. And I know that you right. have had those conversations before. I've had a lot of those conversations and, you know, every shade of that conversation I've had from, yeah, the minimal. No, you just can't run for now because your Achilles tendon is torn and it's going to rip in half if you keep running. But it will be better and you'll be back running very soon to, um, OK, maybe we need to modify maybe 120 miles a week isn't doable at this stage because of what's going on physically or health wise to the point where I've had conversations where, I, you know, very few, but I don't know if you can continue to run without harming yourself. Right. And it's mm. a tough conversation to have. And I think, you know, as healthcare practitioners, um, we take that very lightly, not we, I don't anymore, but I think a lot of people do, especially if they just tell a runner, they'll tell a runner, uh, you know, running's bad for your knees. Just you should stop. You just pick up another hobby, and then, you know, they leave the room, and the runner's sitting there. What, what, what does that mean? Like I've been running my whole life. I can't stop running now. Yeah. Um, and people have a hard time with it for so many different reasons. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people identify as a runner, right? Right. So it, literally, that's the name. Hey, I'm Joe. I'm a runner. <laughs> so Joe, yeah. what do you do? I run. You know, and then taking that away is 
taking a piece of them away, which is hard, right? So that is a really tough conversation that we need to be mindful about when we approach that. And we approach it very um, cautiously and very lightly. Um, mm -hmm. I'd like to think that to a certain extent, we can keep everyone running. Um, what, what is running? You know, like for you, mm -hmm. you know, at, the at the peak of your training when you're running your highest high, highest mileage if someone told you yeah i think you can run like a couple of miles two or three times a week what would, how would that sit with you yeah it would not sit well man it's a bet because like you like you're saying you identify as that and like if i can't run every day i'm gonna lose my mind you know right right so there are certain conversations i mean i have these conversations and there are certain people where i need to refer on you know I've got a lot of experience in these conversations and I think I'm a pretty empathetic person and a good listener. And, but I don't have the skills to handle the deeper reasons while someone's having a hard time about it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I, as I'm talking, I'm just thinking about, we've mentioned before, like, what's your why of running? Why do you, you know, why are you running? You know, a lot right. of people are, are running towards something. A lot of people are running away from something. Mm -hmm. Right. And some people don't really know why they're running. So sometimes we'll ask these questions. Like if I talk to someone about, you know, we really can't, um, let's just say it's toning down racing and marathon training and that amount of mileage. And I try to adjust um, someone's like, um, like it's a paradigm shift to look, relook at well, what does running mean to you? So that's an example conversation. If I say, you know, I don't think marathon training and the amount of mileage you need to be successful is, is doable at this point because you've got arthritis in your knee. You've got a, you know, you've got a, big toe that's fused, like whatever the reasons are. And they say, but um, I need to run marathons. Well, why do you need to run marathons? Because I need to, I need to have a goal. I need to feel accomplished to do it. Well, why do you need to feel accomplished? Um, oh, it makes me feel good. And um, I just need that because I, I need to, I, I need to set goals and I need to feel like there's something worth spending my time doing. Well, why do you feel that way? Well, I hate my job. <laughs> well, why do you hate your job? Well, my parents forced me to be a a doctor, and I've always wanted to be a rock star. <laughs> you know, yeah. But there's right. there's deeper reasons. Like, and yeah. I am not trained to get that deep into it. Like, I think there's um, sports psychologists and you know, um, mm -hmm. and psychologists and coaches, and they have a better they can have better communications. But just having that conversation sometimes, um, I think it's called the five whys. And I learned this from my from my wife. Like, if you just mm -hmm. keep asking why about something, then people start uncovering like. Oh shit! So this is all about my dad. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he yeah. didn't let me go to school for music and made me do this. And, and now and I they, run marathons. And now I run marathons, and I just destroyed my body doing it. Um, <laughs> oh, so, and those, and that's like the extreme. But those are tough conversations to have. And you know, unfortunately, mm -hmm. being working in in this community for so long, I've got referral sources. Um, I know a lot of docs. I know a lot of psychologists. I know a lot of sports psychologists, counselors, coaches. So I can yeah. I can kind of refer on when it's a deeper um, reason, but not mm -hmm. not all of them are that deep. Um, sometimes mm -hmm. people are just like, "Well, I've always run. Like, what is there now? Like, if I can't run, you know, and what do I you know, do? What do I do? You know, and then you can mm -hmm. ask those the, the five why questions again, and then you might find out that they really need the endorphin rush of a good run, that runner's high, right? Mm -hmm. And then you yep. ask more questions, and you find out. Well, that person used to be an alcoholic or a drug addict or addicted right. to porn or whatever it is, right? They're addicted to yeah. something and they okay, turned yeah. an unhealthy addiction into something good, but it's still 
you know, it still could be an addiction for them. So you got to be really mindful of that. So how can you, right. how can you replace that chemical change that happens with a good run that some people need? Um, mm-hmm. There's other ways to do it, but it's again, getting someone to see outside of that is a, is the hard part. Like if I yeah. told you, like, you know, you, you're done running and you know that you need that like you feel good it helps your day it clears you mentally emotionally everything gets better on a good run and that's mm-hmm. taken away if i said well have you ever swim before what would you do if i said that i'd say uh no i mean yeah i've <laughs> swam right but uh, would, yeah, would you consider not... would you consider swimming I have, as... no no i would i <laughs> run i'm a runner that's what i do right how about no. biking? Would you consider getting on a bike? No, I always hear like <laughs> that's the thing that people do when they're runners, right? If they get hurt, they turn to they they're a cyclist. That's it. Right. Or like right. you get old, then you move. That's you just move on up to cycling right. or out to cycling. And uh, I, I, I don't identify as a cyclist or no. a swimmer. No. It it would be very difficult for me to just pardon the pun, switch gears and right. become a cyclist. Right. Um, they, you know, they all, they dress in spandex and they, uh, <laughs> you can't really do it in like the winter. It would just yeah, be very you can. hard. You, know? you can do, you just need good gear. That's all. You need good uh, gear and you need a garage that you can just hammer on a trainer. But, and... but, but even this, so we're just having like a mock conversation here and hopefully this isn't mm-hmm. something we need to consider, but it's tough, right? But, mm. I mean, you're more than just a runner. You're a father, you're a True. husband, you're a handsome dude who's all over social media. Yeah, you know, you're a great, you're, you're a great representative. Here. Yeah, you're a great representative at Roadrunner. You, you take care of all your customers and the running community. There's so much more to Eric than just running, but it's right. hard to pull that part out. Yep, yep, yep. So what I like to do at this point in my career, and if I can see kind of um, – the progress. It's like I've worked with some of my runners for like 20, 25 years at this point. So mm-hmm. if I can see kind of the path that they're leading down health-wise, um, maybe I try to get them to switch. I've turned a lot of like middle-aged runners into triathletes, which oh, is cool. awesome because triathlons have built-in cross-training, right? Right. It's not any easy. Yeah, it's not any easier to train, especially if you're doing an Ironman and. Uh, BJ on the, on the call here can attest to that. He's been doing right. Ironman for like 25 years. Um, but but at least we get some cross-training and having that conversation. Mm-hmm. And then if they get involved with a tri-group, because a lot of some, – sometimes this is people's social network. Well, because when you ask yeah. the why, they're like, well, the, all my friends are runners. This is what I do. You know, the, I love my Sunday runs. I love the events. I love the, mm-hmm. the cookouts after the races. And so trying to replace that with um, – like instead of a running group, you're in a tri group, and explain that to to be successful at a triathlon, which means just to finish a triathlon, right. um, you ne- you need to swim, you need to bike, you need to do a little mm-hmm. bit of everything. So yeah. I, coming from the injury side of that, I really like that, and I try to get people to do a little more of that because there's less wear and tear on the body, um, mm-hmm. and they might be able to extend their competitiveness for most of their life. You know, mm-hmm. I hate this this phrase, but I use it a lot. I'm like but most human bodies have a certain amount of foot strikes in them. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And that could be billions and millions and billions. And that could last. I mean, some people might not um, live as long as the the amount of resiliency they have. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a sad topic, but some people just, 
They, they might die sooner and they could have kept running. Some people right. live a lot longer than their body could tolerate with running. So it's, um, and, and there are those unicorns where this conversation I'm having does not apply. Like I've had some, mm -hmm. I call them unicorns because I don't think they truly exist or they're not human. Um, There's only one that's been spotted. Right. But they just, they can run and they can do it as it fills their cup emotionally, mentally, and physically. They can do it. They can compete. They meet their goals. It, it, you know, it's, it's uh, something that they can do without risk to their health. And that's mm -hmm. awesome. And I wish I could bottle that up and we could sell it at the front counter at Roadrunner and it'd be a great revenue stream. Right? Yeah, dude, we crush it. We would. Um, so, yeah, it's, a, it's there's so many shades of that conversation. It's so hard to have. Mm -hmm. And um, being able to have the conversation sooner before it gets the hard topic of, right, no, I don't think you can continue to run this amount of miles. I don't think you continue to marathon train. They're trying to get mm -hmm. them to see that there's other ways to to get healthy, to have right. that social network, to get those endorphins without beating their body. Yeah, like maybe cut them off of the marathon training and shift them to the triathlon so they can still get that kind of running fix. Right. But you also work in the cross training. I feel like triathletes are probably like some of the fittest humans on the planet. Insanely. Like, insanely fit. The, yeah. the swimming is total body workout. You're on the bike for like a million hours right. and you got to run. So it's like, a, yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, just look at the, I mean, it's a, it's a ton of training time-wise. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. It's, a, it's a good mix of activities, right? And they have, they have like the, the shorter distances too. So you don't have to go like real crazy and run Ironman or anything. No. So you can, you know, do an Olympic triathlon or something. You, do, or you can do a sprint. Yeah. Yeah. Just get Trout. some some exercise in. And for some people, I do, like, I, I think that the competition is the thing. Right. And for folks like that, the triathlon will be, like, a good shift. Um, right. Do you find that, like, there's other – because the reason I run these days is just because it's, like, a mental – mental thing it's like my mm -hmm. therapy session my me time right. um are there other like is, cycling could be that right it could yeah. take that spot listen meditation could be that yoga could be that a good yeah. strength training session could be that um swimming could be that but anything can be that the time yeah. is how how much time do you have and what what do you what are your goals for that time like let's just say yeah running's gone but and you needed that for mental clarity, you might get that from a good spin workout. You might get that out on the bike when the weather's nice and if you're you know, comfortable riding the roads. You could definitely get that. It's different. Um, it's definitely different. And some people require a higher intensity or a longer duration of mm -hmm. like a swim or a, a bike to get that same mental clarity. Because um, mm -hmm. I was the same way. Like my mileage is very minimal, if any, in certain weeks, just because I, you know, I had to make that, that shift as well. I spent a mm -hmm. lot of time on the bike and it took me like a, a hard 30 to 40 minute workout to really get that, like that mental clarity. And you can feel it like my, like my get more creative. My thought process is better. Whereas mm -hmm. when I was running, I could do that in a 15, 20 minute hard run. Right. 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 So it just, this, um, it's definitely doable. I mean, uh, physiology wise, you can get the, the exact chem uh, same chemical change just with the other activities. Gotcha. But getting someone to actually accept that 
let's try another activity. It's more the acceptance and the acknowledgement that, all right, I got to, I got to shift this a little bit. I've got to make a change. Um, mm-hmm. And they need guidance doing that. Some of them make a change and then they just switch that same intensity and boop, do it to another activity. And then they end up with other problems. Yeah. Right? So you just kind of become a cyclist who's injured now. Yeah. Everyone gets hurt. I mean, all right. endurance athletes, which all these things we're talking about kind of fit into that category. It's repetitive activity. So there's, there's, um, there's a higher risk of certain injuries with anything that you do for a long period of time. Right. It's, but it's more that, um, mentality i rem- i remember you know keith kelly right you used to fi- fix this guy probably every month you know a, a lot yeah <laughs> um and he had that like he was always that go 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 like i'm gonna if i'm doing something i'm doing it 110 percent. i right. don't understand why anybody wouldn't do that right. and it was like <laughs> he did it with running and he was like amazing at it and they did it cycling and he was amazing at it right but it can well, lead to yeah, that's how that's how he's wired. I mean, it's a hundred hm ninety nine percent or not, which is why he's successful in so many aspects of his life, right? Right, um, right. And, and yeah, and a lot of people have that mentality. It's like all or nothing. And you know, we've talked about this moderation and being in the middle. Um mm-hmm. you know, because too low is not good, too high is not good with so many things. Um mm-hmm. but again, it's a paradigm shift. And it's a yeah. there's chemical changes that are gonna happen in that person's brain. There's identity changes. You know, there's a lot that goes involved with it, and it's so much deeper than just the physical. Right. So it can be good to have those uh, referrals to, like, a therapist or a psychologist that you can send people over to. I just did um, a referral this week. It wasn't a runner, but an athlete who was having a hard time with the fact that um, he's not able to do his sport, which is what he identified with. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, this is who I am. Um, And a couple major injuries, like, keeping him from that right now and he's having a hard time so mm-hmm. a, a mutual um great sports psychologist we know roshin i mean the, oh yes the she's awesome yeah she's great you know and she knows what it's like to be a high uh, world-class athlete and to be injured and to change your career and have that new mindset so um, yeah i've got you need those referrals because um there's, there's better ways to handle those changes and i'm uh, that's above my pay grade <laughs> <laughs> yeah um cool well i think we should probably wrap this sucker up let's wrap, wrap it, up. it up i actually have black coffee today uh, we look at you black coffee Same mom year. i'm on the train man you're such a big boy eric i'm so proud of you oh well thank you so much yeah um well i appreciate this conversation although it was very heavy um yeah, it was. i feel like it's useful because they, they're the, what is it, like 120% of runners get injured at some point? Is that it? <laughs> right, yeah. Something like know, that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how many, do we know how many people actually end up watching this, like, at the end of the week? Um, well, between, say, this, like, long form and, like, clips and, and the stuff. Short clips. It's like, yeah, it's like a couple hundred people or something. All right, well, I hope it helps some, some people who are listening. Um, and if anyone out there is, is, is struggling with that, reach out and I'll be more than happy to have a chat or, or make some uh, referrals for you because it's uh it can be tough. It'll definitely be tough. Absolutely. Stuff to handle on your own. Yeah. It is. Yes. Um, and usually we end with a corny joke, but I feel like it's not appropriate this episode. <laughs> well, we could lighten the mood. I well, actually have you, one. You have one. All right. Well, let's it's, it's lighten re- it it's up. Re- it's really bad. That's you can answer when I, when, when I ask the question, you can answer it. Okay. okay? Let's, let's you'll probably it. know. 
So what's a pirate's favorite letter? R. No, C. <laughs> <laughs> That's silly. Isn't that stupid? <laughs> it is, but it's uh, it's funny. It's a funny dad joke. I like it. That's what they are, right? That's right, it. Man. Cool. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, thank you. Have a, Good luck with a the wonderful kids. day. Thank you. Yeah, they were quiet yeah. the whole time. And Maggie stayed upright, so very impressive. <laughs> Go Maggie. She's stronger. <laughs> she has a stronger core than you do. <laughs> she does. Look at her. All right. Cool. Bye, well, have a great day, yeah. man. We'll see ya. Yeah. Bye, everybody.